0: so i want to look up some in Law* stuff because i want to talk about the people in this movie and i want to talk about the filmmakers so crack
1: open a cold box of wine or pour something cold on ice because it's the binge watches podcast
0: chance to write anything down i mean obviously i know that's our man probably sure and it's probably i looked it,
1: i looked it up the guy the guy who directed it like directed some some stuff really yeah i mean uh he's not like uh I'll, I'll look it up i mean he uh he's no slouch i mean he's not a big name but he's done some you know some things so we'll note hmm. i'll have to double check there we go actually i think this is by this is easily like the best uh paulie shore movie that like he's the main star of um
0: yeah it is paulie shore's best movie i think and
1: um i mean i I mean i'd say encino man isn't totally a paulie shore movie mm -hmm. he's in it but
0: um, yeah no i mean but that introduces us to his character which is essentially crawl i mean his character Encino right. man is essentially the character in this movie um right down to isn't doesn't the encino man pop up in this movie yeah he does yeah uh, so there's like a party scene at the college and it's almost like they recognize each other and it's weird you don't know if like it's like a situation where worlds are colliding but it's it's almost like they register a memory of the other movie with each other and it's kind of like it's kind of like breaking the fourth wall maybe kind of but it's like but it's a good in joke for people that are fans of both movies, right?
1: Yeah, because he eats a a fake frog or something in the in *Son Law*. Uh, is that like a college party?
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, I forgot that. Uh, I think I texted you this, but I forgot that this was essentially a Thanksgiving movie. Well, you
0: know. Yeah, it is. You're banging uh, your mic around. Are you done? Are you settled?
1: Hmm. I didn't think I touched my mic, but all right. Uh, maybe the cord.
0: I don't know what it is. I don't know if you bang your mic or hit your table or something. I don't know what it is that you do, Dave. Oh,
1: I think. Oh, I'm sorry. I think I know what it was. I put my phone down on the table because I was looking up uh, the director's work.
0: Oh, all right.
1: I'll put it down on the couch so it doesn't make that noise. Yeah, this guy. I mean, this guy started off with doing the Buddy Holly story, which was like, if I remember right, um, Gary Busey was nominated for Best Actor for that.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. That's Gary Busey's best movie, probably, too.
1: Yeah, um, he did Under the Rainbow, which is kind of like a forgotten Chevy Chase movie that takes place during The Wizard of Oz. I and...
0: oh, forget it. <laughs> he, does... he does. Oh, Camp uh, Bunny Love. Camp Love in 87, which yeah. is a John Hughes production.
1: Um, uh, Queen's Logic, which I've heard of, but I don't know much about it.
0: Oh, no, wait. Camp Bunny just... Love, that's not John Hughes. I'm thinking of. Uh, that other movie he didn't direct, but is really good. The one with um, Eric Stoltz. What is that movie?
1: Oh, some kind of wonderful.
0: Yeah, I got the titles mixed up for a second. Sorry, people. I'll um, drink some more coffee and then I'll get more with it. Well,
1: they were both movies based on songs from the '60s, or at least the titles. Oh, Was that right? <laughs> yeah, "Can't Be, Can't Buy Me Love." Uh, "Some Kind of Wonderful" is a song. Oh,
0: nice. Um, um on, I'd said, say
1: after Son-in-Law is when he kind of had like a steady decline in quality.
0: Oh, uh, well, isn't Eddie the movie with, um, Whoopi Goldberg?
1: Yeah, where she owns, uh, somehow becomes the manager of a basketball team or...
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, getting back to Pauly Shore and Encino <laughs> Man. We actually did an Encino Man episode. Um, uh, you can go back and dig it up. It's It's in the vault. So to speak, oh, dig archive. it up
1: like the cr- or uh link,
0: yeah. It's like a few seasons ago, and we're, we're talking specifically about Encino Man. But um, I like Pauli Shore. Um, obviously, he's rather infamous. I mean, he was on MTV as a VJ, he was huge mm. in the 90s. He made a few other movies. I mean, if you don't like Son in Law, you probably like In the Army now. Um, he was in Jury Duty with... Uh, Biodome. Their, uh, yeah, Biodome. Yeah, Biodome has a lot of fanatics out there. Um, there's a documentary called Polyshore Shore Stands Alone, which is about him going back out on a stand-up tour. And that's basically... What, that's his primary gig right now, is he's back doing stand-up. And, uh, um, you know, Mitzi, his mother, and, his, and I forget his dad's name, but they, like, owned and operated the two comedy stores. There's still one on the Sunset Strip. I don't know how long it's going to be there. But right. Pauly's family kind of runs it. He's one of the managers, so to speak. But he's kind of out of that family business. And he, like I said, he's just touring stand-up. But uh, he has a podcast. that, And besides stand-up, I would say that's his primary thing that he's doing. I see a lot of comments uh, on YouTube about his podcast. Like on his Paulie Shore channel. Like he put a lot of his movies that he owns. Like Polly Shore is dead and Polly Shore stands alone like couple of other things they're on his actual youtube channel i recommend that people go take a look at it he's an interesting guy because it's weird like your money can run out but your fame will stay but then also it seems like some of your fame can actually run down a little bit and i noticed the criticism in the comments was you know that he's clinging on to like the, the 90s and that he spends most of his time talking about how famous he was and he can't get back to that point or whatever but i mm. saw him on a really great interview on the joe rogan podcast not that I want people to stop listening to us and, like, go over there and listen to that show, but they should hear this interview, because Polly Shore gets pretty raw and real about his life, and, um, I'm hoping to interview him one day, who knows, like, uh, we're about to talk about son in law which, again, we've already stated is one of our favorite movies of his, it'd be good to hear his perspective of that movie, in hindsight, and then talk about where he is today, but he got pretty raw on that other show, and it's worth giving it a listen, but... Yeah, he does talk about where he came from because I I can't imagine what that's like to be at the top of the mountain, and then to be like rolling back down and stay at the bottom. But then people still mm. know who you are. It's almost it's like that. It's it's like it, you know. Okay, well, let's talk about skiing. Let's say he's like a championship skier or whatever, right? And he was in all these like uh, races, you know, or whatever, whatever they call those. What do they call them? I don't know. Matches, meetups. I don't know what they Neats, call. called. Yeah. Meets, yeah. So, he's, let's say he did all these ski meets, and now he's just the guy that sits in the lounge drinking hot cocoa and talking about the glory days. Do you know what I mean? Right. It's so a way to equate, like, what he's experiencing or whatever. But Son-in-Law's a great movie, and <laughs> if we're going to line up movies that make you feel good about your own life or make you feel better if you're having a really bad day or, like, the time of the year, like you mentioned at the top of this that, you know, Son-in-Law's a Thanksgiving movie, and we're headed into the Thanksgiving season... And whatever, we know the baggage is loaded with Thanksgiving, but again, traditionally, as far as I can tell, it's a time when people just sit down and eat with other people, and they all, they bring in strays, and if, if those people are hungry, they feed them. So, what movies line up with that? Son-in-Law is one of them. And, and what's funny is, like almost every character in the movie gets an arc. Even, uh-huh. even the supporting characters, which is unusual for a movie, especially a movie that's like 90 minutes, and it's a comedy. This movie could easily be a throwaway comedy, but they give every character something to do, you know? Um,
1: yeah, I mean, uh, this is, a, I mean, it's a fun movie. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's a very, uh, in terms of the story structure, A to B to C, it's very uh, kind of typical, but uh, Polly Shore is kind of what, uh, um, I don't know, breaks us out of just being like every other uh, guy comes in and saves the family kind of movie. Um because I mean, this is that type of movie. This is like a subgenre, like um, what to an extent, like what about Bob is kind of like this, where it's, you know somebody comes in and ruffles up the family and pulls them all together. Um, I don't know if you agree with that or not.
0: Uh, well, what I see it is is like Paulie's character, Crawl, is a catalyst. Catalysts are rare characters in movies. They're essentially main characters that are fully formed at the start of the movie. And they, mm-hmm. they don't go through a change at all. But they change everybody else around them. And he affects all the family members. Right. right? So, also, if you're talking about classical mythology, like the Joseph Campbell book and everything like that, and mm-hmm. Chris Vogler and all that, and like the hero's journey, essentially, Polly Shore's character in this movie would be called the trickster. He would I think he would fall in line with that archetype. But again, yeah. he's a catalyst hero. He doesn't change but he invokes change in all the characters around him, which is, that's actually a hard balance. Um, I don't know much about the screenwriter or where the story story came from. I wish Mm. I did. Um, Sometimes we have time to do research, and sometimes we're kind of flying on the seat of our pants. Right. Technically, we should be releasing this episode already. It's like midnight here on Tuesday morning, (laughs) but um, we're getting a little bit late to this one, but that's all right. Um, Let me run the rest of the cast. Carla Gugino, Lane Smith, Cindy Pickett, Mason Adams, Patrick Renna, and Patrick Renna has a connection to Dave. Because what's that other movie you like, Dave?
1: Um, the Sandlot?
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess I threw him a curveball there. Yeah, Patrick Renna's in The Sandlot. He's a big mouth kid on that show. Like same uh, same like year at that. Actor. Yeah, Patrick Renna was like a child actor. I think he has a podcast too you now, actually. But you also have Dennis Berkeley, who's playing like the farmhand, and Dennis Berkeley has like a. He's like a character actor, he shows up in a lot of things, but he also plays, uh... Oh, they don't call him Polar Bear, do they? What they call him? What do they call him? Oh, they think you just call him Bear. He's in, um... Jeez, that movie with the throats ripping out in the... the, 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 the Oh, uh, Roadhouse? Yeah, Roadhouse. He's playing, like, the thug in Roadhouse, who's kind of like the friendly thug who ends up just kind of being, like, a goofy sidekick or whatever, but, uh... You know, um... And then... Dan Guthrie or whatever is playing the, the I don't know, adversary in this movie. The guy competing for the main girl's affection, but... Yeah. I guess, uh, there's anybody uninitiated to what this movie's about. Essentially, you know, small town girl goes to college, um, is feeling kind of overwhelmed and starts to have a breakdown, and then she gets a, um... Helped out by Polly Short's character tries to teach her how to live in the city and how to embrace things that are different. And then she takes him back when he's feeling lonely on Thanksgiving and has nowhere to go to what her life and experience has been on the farm. And then, like I said, because he's a catalyst, he kind of, uh, like, he helps the dad interact with the son. He reminds the mom that she can actually be a fully formed woman and still be sexy, even though she's a mother and a wife. And the, the grandpa just kind of chills out. I don't know, he just... He grows on the grandpa. The grandpa has the smallest arc. He's just kind of thrown in to show the dynamic between the son, the father, and the grand, the grandpa, right? Yeah. Um, and surprisingly, the supporting female who betrays the main girl and is caught up in this like uh, scandalous conspiracy to <laughs> get Pauly Shore's character out of the picture so the bad guy can kind of propose to the main girl or whatever, um, <clears throat> has like an arc where... She's kind of redeemed at the end, which again, also unusual to find in a little ninety-minute comedy. You don't really, you don't really go out of your way to like redeem one of the bad characters. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that that also makes it unique. And you know what? Like rewatching it for this podcast, I enjoyed it, man.
1: It, it's really fun. It goes down smooth. Um, I probably haven't watched this in probably over twenty years. I'd yeah. say um and this is a kind of i don't know about you but this is like one of my favorite types of movies to revisit which is something i watched ad nauseum as a kid haven't touched for years Mm. and you know watch it again and watch it with new eyes because now like it's kind of a nice time capsule of like 1993 culture um you know which the last time i watched it it was you know during that time period so it, it just seemed like a movie movie and now it's like it's a nice time capsule um I don't know how you feel about that, but, uh, you know, it's kind of nice to revisit some of the styles and fashions and shit of the era.
0: I didn't realize they spent so much time in L.A. Like, uh, I remember getting to the family farm pretty much right away. And I was like, mm-hmm. "Whoa!" I wonder if that's because when I first saw the movie, that's the scene I joined in on where Paulie Shore was in the back of the truck. And they, like, mm-hmm. they're, like, on their way to the, the Midwest. And I didn't realize, like, when he was teaching her how to live in L.A., like, they go to a wrestling event which reminds right. me a little bit of, like, the movie Stripes a little Stripes, bit. yep. Yeah, and then uh, they're at the beach talking about their ideal partners, and I, like, you know, it's funny, like, and the only character notes about Pauly Shore is, like, his character it sometimes seems, like, extremely extroverted, but then also he's also, like, like lonely and, and maybe depressed. I don't know. Like, there's not too many indicators of his character because, like I said, he's a catalyst. So his job essentially well, in the story is to change everybody around him rather than, than really have anywhere. He doesn't really have room to grow.
1: Well, there's a, I mean, he, um, his character has kind of already been through his arc, if you think about it, um, right. before the movie even starts because right. he, he has a brief mention of, like, you kind of get a picture of his childhood because he says uh, his mother was like a Vegas, I gather she was a Vegas showgirl, so he, like, hung out around there a lot but didn't have any friends he could relate to, so he became a computer geek, um, and then, you know, of course, he says in college he had, like, started drinking and hanging out with bros and brews and blah, blah, blah. Um, so, like, he's already kind of, like, um, he's had his arc before the movie starts. Kind of, like, going along the lines of what you're saying, he's had his arc. Now he's changing everybody else or right. helping them through their arcs.
0: It's pretty interesting. And, uh, of course, they make the some, type, some kind of stereotypical college jokes, like co-ed dorms. You know, they make jokes that he's a resident advisor, but he's gonna like you know hook up with the daughter, which obviously freaks the dad out. And right. There's the horny little brother, and like, so there's a couple of things that it would be like just stereotypes in a throwaway '90s movie or whatever. And I yeah, a there's an obligatory online. lesbian bit. Oh yeah, the uh, let's freak out the the norms from the Midwest that can't handle like alternative relationships in, in a Los Angeles college. Yeah, right. They hit all the, the they hit all the notes right. Right,
1: um, she gets a tattoo, she ch- like, it's funny, like, in the movie, her style is supposed to be so wild, but it's really not, I mean, I don't know if that's just because standards have changed or what, but I'm like, watching it today, I'm like, so she dyed her hair and she okay. got a tattoo, like, it's not crazy.
0: <laughs> right, well, what's funny is, like, maybe he's a March survivor, because I was just thinking, like, Polly Shore gets to the farm and, like, adapts to farm life, and then improves some of the farming techniques, where nobody expects him to adapt right you know what i mean they expect him to give up or not be that thorough and then he kind of exemplifies what they'd be looking for in in a farmer anyway or in a son-in-law really so it's kind of funny like that's actually the title and then he actually meets up lives up to the ideals you know that a that a a family would look for in a son-in-law you know it's kind of interesting Mm -hmm. but i don't know a lot of people probably don't like the weasel and they're, and they're they're listening to us going. Why do they think so fucking highly of this movie with Polly? Well, it's,
1: I mean it's just it's a product of its time. I mean it's like yeah. um, you know Polly Shore, uh, uh, you know Jim Carrey. Like these were the comedians for the time. I mean they don't always age gracefully, but um, this I, I would say that this is the if, <laughs> you know if you're gonna go you know um, stack Polly Shore's catalog. And oh. rankham I mean, I would say that this is probably his best leading role. Yeah. Um, I'd say then after this, maybe in the Army now, but that's because I've seen that one a ton for some reason.
0: Oh, dang. Um, um, I just want to mention, like, some more of the supporting cast. I'm pretty sure the grandpa is a well-known actor, but like, one who always stands out for me is um, the dad, played by Lane Smith. And, like, he played the, uh, like, opposing attorney in My Cousin Vinny
1: that's right that's was right that's the mayor that guy the was. original
0: red dawn um he's also the opposing coach so he he's like a very interesting actor and he's a good actor but he's he he's like one of those actors probably a nice guy in real life but plays an antagonist on the screen you know right because um, he's the villain in the first mighty ducks i think or he's like the opposing coach you know the famous team or whatever that um is like the rich kids team or whatever mm-hmm. so
1: I would, I would also make note of, um, it took me forever, I kept watching this, I'm like, where have I seen her from, where have I seen her from? And then it finally hit me that the mom in this is the mom in Ferris Bueller's Day Off.
0: Oh, is that right?
1: Is that where she's Yeah. Uh, you know, here, here's the funny thing, I've got to be honest, maybe it's just because uh, I'm, uh, as I get older, but I'm like, oh, I was like, the mom actually didn't look too bad, <laughs> you know? The mom, uh, when he, especially when he dolled her up.
0: Oh, I think like, that was yeah. the point. Like she was like a milf, a milf in hiding or whatever. Like, yeah, a diamond in the rough, so to speak, something like that. Right.
1: I was like, oh damn, she's you know not bad looking. Um,
0: What's funny is like this is the most I've liked. Uh, what is her name? Carly. Uh, I always pronounce her last name wrong. Carly Gugino. Yeah, like this is the most I've ever liked her in a movie. She really, really? I
1: it. think she's a great actress. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, well, I mean, I think she's, I think she's become a better actress as she gets older. I mean, I don't know, did you see her in Gerald's Game, that Net, that Netflix movie?
0: Oh, no, the adaptation of the Steven oh, story. Sh-
1: oh, shit, you haven't watched that? No. Oh, you gotta get on that. That is, like, a legit, legit good movie.
0: Um Wow, if you open her IMDb page, that's, like, the first thing you see is the trailer to that Netflix sh- uh, movie you're talking about.
1: Yeah, no, she's, um... Like I said, she's become, I think she gets better as she gets older, and, um, she's Um, a really great actress.
0: Yeah, I liked her as the ex-wife in American Gangster, and, uh, she's in Watchmen as one of the older heroes. This is, like, Silk Spectre or whatever.
1: Yeah. Um, she's also one of those actresses that she seems to, like, elevate, you know, if she's in a bad movie, she at least elevates the scene she's in. Uh,
0: Um. She also played, she played the mom in the Haunting on Hill House. Uh, yeah, no, that was a great movie. Yeah. No, the show. The show. The show.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right, show.
0: <laughs> um, I want to see the show she's in called Jet. I think she's like a private eye or something, but I haven't gotten around to it, so I don't really know. Um, hmm. What else is she, I mean, she's been in a lot of stuff too, so I don't know. She's got like a career that's been going on for... 20 years maybe maybe longer oh
1: way longer because she was in um she goes all the way back to I think her first big role was in troop Beverly Hills she was one of the um, uh, one of the Girl Scouts wow for those who remember troop Beverly Hills <laughs> dang yeah
0: if you that, to could to be good, that could be a feel good that could
1: be a feel good movie for me I actually watched that a year or two ago and I'm like damn that movie holds up
0: <laughs> oh really I just found her early stuff actually like she goes all the way back to like an appearance on Alf of all right. things and like who's the boss but um what do you think she's the most known for
1: um i'd say ah uh, god that's a hard thing because she's like one of those actresses that pops up in so many things um oh, yeah, she's not the star um i would say right uh, maybe gerald's game at the moment because she is the star of that and it's hmm. pretty fucking gnarly um some of the makeup um uh, you know, she, she's just one of those actresses that pops up in so many things. Um,
0: All right, fair
1: enough. I think she's like—I um, can't think—but um, like somebody like a, a character actress, like uh, Judy Greer, if you—if you know who that is. Like she's been in so many things, so I don't know what you know her from or
0: oh, yeah. you know.
1: But uh, yeah, I like her. She's great anytime. Oh, I, you know, she was in Sin City. Uh, yeah. But anyways. Cool.
0: Uh, uh, any other cast members that, well, I don't know if there's anybody else we need to talk about. Oh, Timbery well, I mentioned her character, but I don't know if I said her by name. It's Timbery
1: Tiffany oh, Amber Thiessen? Yeah.
0: from Say by the Bell. And, who hasn't done anything in a really long time, but she's in this movie anyway, and she's like the, uh, yeah, like I said, the promiscuous friend who gets caught up in, like, the scandal and then redeems herself at the end. Um, right. why do I think people will feel good watching this movie? It kind of paints America as a stereotype, but that's all right with me. Like, um, if I think about America, I want to think about like a family's journey and like a family's togetherness, functioning. There's obviously dysfunction, and, and the movie talks about some of the dysfunction. Like, you know, the grandfather, the dad, and the and the son have hobbies. They can't connect over the hobbies, and they have. Uh, there's a lot of pressure put on each other to be successful or whatever, and then like, you know. Uh, Pauly Shore's character helps the dad communicate with the son and find some common ground. So, right. And I'll, and there's a mom and daughter, daughter issue. Like, the daughter's growing up. She wants to flex her independence. And uh, there's, like, a scene in the kitchen with some basic action business, you know, actor's business. Like, I don't think they told, you know, Carla to, like, she spilled her juice and then was like wiping it up. And I think she grabbed like a prop in the background to do that. I don't think it was like planned. I think the right. cake they used was part of a master and, and they like, they just like, Oh wow. Yeah. Here's a little organic moment between the two actors having this argument as a mom and a daughter. And uh, that's fascinating. So <laughs> there's some legit scenes in this to watch. If you're into acting, there's a couple things to catch. If you're a Pauly Shore fan, this has to be on your list. If you want to see like a wholesome family movie for the season, Son-in-Law's It. Um, and it makes you feel good, which is just a natural reaction. I think it's a gut reaction. It's like, you have to prove that it makes you feel good. I was kind of harsh on David last week, and I wanted him to prove that his movie that he picked would make me feel good. Instead of just leaving it alone. So if he wants to push back on me on this one... That's fair enough, but I rank it. I I, I can't
1: really movie. though because like it's it's a fun, I felt good watching it. It's a fun movie. I mean it's a right. uh, it's not for everybody. I think I think if you weren't a certain age when this came out, um, or if you missed the train, I don't know if it's going to hit you. Uh, Probably but... the best
0: age to see it as if you're if you're entering puberty and you have to right. go, you have to go stick out an afternoon at a family Thanksgiving event, you know, watch son-in-law. But I guess <laughs> but none of our audience is twelve. So, so. I, don't I mean, well, you know, we I don't, don't know.
1: know. I don't know. I think it's fun. I mean, it's um, it's it, it breezed by. I mean, I watched it in chunks because again, um, I just finished up with the play, but um, you know, I watched this on my phone in chunks. But like, even then, like, it's just it's just a fun movie. Um, yeah. you know, uh, I I get I get why this could be a feel good movie. I mean, this is um, yeah, he 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 makes the family better. <laughs>
0: <So> <laughs> you legal. know, three reasons to watch it. It makes you feel good. <laughs> It makes your family better. You can revisit part of your adolescence, and also Although it's I, great for adults. And there you go.
1: You know, I do want to make a, a certain note. Uh, or mention of my favorite scene in the whole movie uh, was um, Polly Shore's reaction when he gets punched by her ex-boyfriend.
0: Um, like that's very <laughs> <funny>. poly Shore. <laughs> like Polly Shore had this weird thing where, like, he was like, I don't know, like intentionally like weak I don't know I don't know how to explain that
1: <laughs> I, I think it was just because his his frame um I think they just kind of played with his frame I mean he's kind of a um very small guy I mean he's very skinny very thin so I oh, like yeah. I think he, they just kind of played up that persona of him being kind of weak and also kind of made for jokes of like oh well he can't possibly know how to uh take care of tend to pigs because he's well, yeah, too I guess weak it's
0: like a comedy thing that it's like just so the main character defeated you know what i mean right like intentionally in a zany way and of
1: course it's 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 more of a triumph when he actually succeeds because like oh well that little city boy you know um but yeah i don't know just something about his reaction to getting hit in the face like i don't know it it just killed me (laughs) he kind of has a crying whimper that just kind of killed me that he played up
0: yeah my favorite scene is probably the hoedown
1: yeah that's pretty fun um uh, I mean, although, you know, it's funny is like when I was younger, uh, I was like, oh, he's just it's just mischief. But now as I get older, like a lot of it's mischief. But then there's stuff like he takes that to what they even mentioned, two hundred and fifty thousand dollar piece of equipment and just fucks around. I'm like, yeah, you're just being careless now, <laughs> you, know? And, you know, if I'm taking it too seriously. Um,
0: All right. So everybody go and watch Son-in-Law, which you can download pretty much anywhere technically i watched HBO, it on hbo yeah i was gonna say if you have hbo right now as we're recording this it's free for right now if you have a subscription to hbo and if not you can rent it everywhere else pretty much yeah
1: i'd say what are we doing a movie pairing with or a food pairing with this one no i thought that was a given oh turkey swanson's okay. turkey meal <laughs>